right, all right. Big day today. Um, let's see. All right, Beethoven, we have you on. I can oh, hear great. you now. Well, I missed whatever it is that you were saying, because uh, somehow somehow I wasn't hearing you. Oh, I was saying it's a big day today. Oh, yeah, big day. Happy birthday, everybody. <laughs> Happy birthday, Beanstalk. Happy birthday, Beanstalk. So um, I'm going to go ahead and assume that I was brought up here to play some songs. Yes, sir. All right. All right, let's start with... Uh, Let's start with this uh, Bean Believer song that people seem to be digging. I, I, I don't know if I told you, but um, this this song just kind of came out of the blue. There was an, a non-lyricist uh, that that wrote the lyrics to this and then um, and then commissioned me to actually make it. So, yeah. And by the way, aping is, is encouraged as far as that goes. <laughs> I thought decentralized algorithmic credit-based stablecoins were only true in fairy tales Meant for someone else, but not for me Crypto thieves were out to get me That's the way it seemed Disappointment haunted all my dreams Then I heard Publius Now I'm a bean believer Not a trace down in my mind I'm in love I'm a bean believer I couldn't leave beans if I tried Well I thought cryptocurrencies were crazy things Seems the more that I put in the more I lost What's the use in trying All you get is pain I needed stock and pods, but I got robbed. Then I heard Poopley, yes. Now I'm a bean believer. Not a trace of doubt in my mind. I'm in love. Ooh, I'm a bean believer. I couldn't eat beans if I tried. Oh, then I Poopley, yes. Now I'm a bean believer. Tell you what i hope is that a bunch of people started chanting i'm a bean and then got kind of awkward when they realized nobody could hear them but then kind of kept chanting anyways <laughs> I, I i know i was nice nice thank you thank you Beethoven, for this uh, great start Publius. incredible incredible that's uh how lucky are we to have a musician like that in the community i, I agreed agreed well, good, good to have you here. I see we have um, a few new um, faces uh, or joinees. Let's, let's
taking back to basics uh, for this. The, the past few months, you know, we've, we've been talking a lot about um, replanting beanstalk, unpausing beanstalk. Um, let's take it back a bit and talk about, you know, beanstalk itself and maybe start, you know, with the basics of what is beanstalk. Beanstalk is an issuer of credit-based money. And the goal of Beanstalk is to keep the value of that credit-based money relatively stable. Now, Beanstalk, unlike other attempts at, or most other attempts at stablecoin implementations, does not use collateral of any sort and therefore does not offer convertibility. The lack of convertibility means that the bean price is going to be volatile to some extent. How volatile at any given time, it's generally unclear. We've seen the bean price go as high as $4, as low as $0.24, but we've also seen it trade relatively around its peg within a cent, let's call it, for periods of time. So uh, in exchange for accepting volatility, in exchange for giving up convertibility, what what users of Beanstalk get and what Beanstalk offers is a low volatility money with competitive carrying costs. And so what does that really mean? It means that whereas every other stablecoin that is currently available at the moment, the cost of using that stablecoin, of holding that stablecoin on your book, there's an opportunity cost associated with it. Uh, if you can lend out that stablecoin uh, the, the short answer is that the borrowing costs, the carrying costs, however, you, there's multiple ways to think about it, uh, are entirely non-competitive with the carrying costs of dollars off-chain. And the, the, the reason for that is that interest rates off-chain are heavily subsidized by the U.S. government and the Federal Reserve. And it's the ability to print money and manipulate interest rates that has led to these non-competitive carrying costs. And at its core, the ability to offer uh, competitive carrying costs with a fiat-based money, in practice, it, it's likely it can only be done with another fiat-based money. And so the starting point for why we started working on Beanstalk at this point almost two years ago, and still the goal for Beanstalk is to make all sorts of different use cases of decentralized primitives cost effective and practical for businesses and individuals to start to use uh, by solving this carrying cost issue. In practice, if you're a business that wants to build on decentralized primitives, you simply can't compete with off-chain businesses that have access to much cheaper capital. And the, the short answer is that uh, Beanstalk is an issuer of money, uh, particularly money held in the silo that doesn't face any of those non-competitive carrying costs. And in fact, uh, potentially offers very competitive carrying costs such that businesses built on top of Beanstalk uh, very well may be able to outcompete traditional businesses built on normal U.S. dollars. So that's, that's in a nutshell what Beanstalk is. Uh, went a little bit in a circle there, but hopefully uh, it paints a picture uh, one year into this thing. That's a good start. I'll, I'll follow up with uh, some more questions. So Beanstalk is is the protocol that issues uh, issues money, and the money here is, is Bean. So 
so what what is bean and and where does bean get its you know price uh, how 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 is bean traded or used so bean you're correct is the stable coin of bean stock and there is there's a target price which is a dollar but there is no hard set price by the protocol in practice the price of a bean at any given time is purely a function of what you can receive for buying or selling it on the market and the market is is defined as a, an AMM on a DEX. Right now, uh, we only have the Bean 3 curve pool that just got deployed, uh, which right now has about $28 million of liquidity. And right now in that pool, you can sell one Bean for about a dollar and five cents. So that's the, the price of a Bean is derived exclusively from uh, the value that it trades against. And then I guess maybe in a more theoretical sense, the, the ultimate uh, uh, value of a bean comes from the credit of bean stock. So people that are using beans can make the assumption that the price of a bean should be relatively stable uh, under the premise that bean stock is credit worthy. So if bean stock is credit worthy, if bean stock is able to borrow from the open market, borrow beans and remove them from the supply in order to raise the price up when there's an excess supply, bean stock should be able to create relative bean price stability. And so the, the value of a bean, the price of a bean is derived from the value that it trades against, but at its core, beans have value because of the credit worthiness of bean stock, the protocol. Okay, so bean stock, the protocol issues bean, um, um, the, uh, the currency, and, and that derives uh, or it finds its price discovery in the liquidity pool. Can you maybe touch and summarize on how Beanstalk then um, uh, has a target price? So how does it control the supply of beans to match, uh, uh, you know, the target price or the peg that it's set at? So every season, every about an hour, uh, Beanstalk compares the bean price uh, to the three curve price. So uh, that three curve is a little bit complicated to uh, understand uh, at a basic level and how it gets its price. But perhaps uh, the original Bean Oracle uh, is more easy to understand from a theoretical perspective. So the, one of the core problems around creating a permissionless and decentralized stablecoin is where to actually derive the price for whatever the stablecoin is pegged to. So there's some value that, that the protocol wants to peg its stable coins to, but it's hard to know what that value is in practice, particularly when that value comes from off-chain. So how much is a dollar worth? Well, dollars don't really exist on-chain, so it's very hard to know what is a bean worth compared to a dollar. And so what Beanstalk does is Beanstalk assumes uh, that the value of three-curve uh, or more particularly, the value of the assets within 3Curve, USDC, USDT, and DAI, are worth approximately a dollar and compares the bean pri- the amount of beans in the pool compared to 3Curve and the value of the 3Curve uh, in the pool over the previous season on average. And in short, what Beanstalk does, if we go back to the original Oracle, Beanstalk used to compare the bean-eth ratio compared to the USDC ETH ratio. And so even though it's not exactly a dollar, USDC does offer convertibility to dollars and therefore does uh, with, with some uh, volatility due to friction, but it, it tends to be very, very closely uh, pegged to the value of a dollar. 
Beanstalk derives the value of a bean off of the ratio of beans to ETH relative to USDC to ETH. That was the original model. And now given that the, the liquidity pool isn't bean ETH, it's instead bean three curve, uh, that the minting schedule and the derivation of the bean price has been shifted uh, to, a, to a model that's based off three curve. But the concept is uh, through a proportion uh, of the amount of beans relative to three curve and then the value of three curve in dollars. Okay, so uh, the price discovery happens in the pool as, as you've explained. When there is uh, a lot of beans or excess of beans, then you know, the price of beans is below uh, the peg uh, target. Uh, when uh, there is shortage of beans, it's above the tech target. What does Beanstalk do to, you know, to control the supply? So there's a lot of different levers that Beanstalk has available to it. But at, in its simplest form, when the bean price is too high, Beanstalk can arbitrarily mint more beans in order to increase the supply. And uh, at some point, you'd assume that with an increased supply, the price should eventually return to its peg. But when there's an excess of supply and the price is too low, Beanstalk tries to borrow beans from the market in order to remove enough beans from the supply to return the price to a dollar. So this goes back to the core assumption that users of beans are making, which is that beanstalk is credit worthy. So if beanstalk can borrow enough beans from the market to remove the excess uh, such that the price can return to the peg, then beanstalk can create price stability. All right, that's, that's, that's clear. Okay, uh, can, can you take us now on, on what is happening uh, in Beanstalk? So uh, the BCM uh, unpaused Beanstalk almost half an hour, half an hour ago. W what is happening right now with Beanstalk? It replanted uh, a few days ago. It unpaused half an hour ago. What, what, what is happening and what can we expect? Okay, so the past 24 hours have been uh, maybe th 48 hours at this point time has been crazy. Evidently you can't even tr keep track of days. Uh, but over the past two days, there's been a lot of uh, on chain activity to get Beanstalk back in a position to be up and running. And two days ago, the replant occurred and the fertilization of Beanstalk occurred, which effectively moved every, all of the assets that were raised in the barn raise into the into the beanstalk contract it issued all of the new tokens it deployed the new bean three curve pool and got everything ready to go and today the bcm unpaused beanstalk as you said mod a little about 30 minutes ago and so now what to expect is that at the top of the hour uh, so in about 44 minutes uh the first sunrise call after the unpause will be able to be called by anybody on the Ethereum network. At that point, uh, all of the necessary information to mint beans uh, will be initialized and the first normal season of Beanstalk after the exploit and after the, the whole barn raise and unpause uh, will commence. So the that's that's what to expect now there's a ramp up schedule for the minting of beans uh from zero to a hundred percent over a hundred seasons in order to make sure that there's not an excess of beans minted upon unpause 
And so over the next four plus days, there will be a ramping up of the peg maintenance mechanism to its normal functioning. That's generally what to expect. All right. I'm looking at, at the app right now, um, and I want to focus on three, uh, three sections maybe or parts of it, which is the silo, the field, and then the barn. Um, the silo is uh, the beanstalk uh, bank uh, to an extent. So this is where you can deposit uh, your bean or bean uh, assets. Uh, and, and in turn, um, you get a share of bean seniorage uh, uh, moving forward. So this is where we will have a ramping period, as you have described, that will start uh, an hour from now, and then it will increase by 1% until it reaches its 100% uh, capacity uh, in, in around 100 seasons. Is, is that correct uh, with the silo? Uh, Publius? I, I'm not sure I quite understood your question. It wasn't a question. It was just summarizing what's happening in the silo. Then I, 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 think, I think you're correct. All right. And then the field uh, uh, is where uh, Beanstalk issues credit, uh, and that's where it, where, where it issues soil as well. Uh, and that similarly is going to also uh, follow uh, a minting schedule, uh, w which is similar to what's happening with, with the seniors. So it will also start with 1% and then it will reach 100% capacity of soil issuance uh, uh, um, later on. Then the barn is where fertilizer is sold. And this is the new addition uh, uh, to Beanstalk uh, after, after the exploit. Can you maybe tell us what is the barn, what's in the fertilizer, how does that work, and, and what is it used for? Certainly. So the barn raise has been the recapital and is the Beanstalk recapitalization facility. So Beanstalk has no time preference as to how long it takes to make whole any of the silo members that uh, had their, their assets or the value of their assets destroyed as a result of the exploit. Uh, but, but the Dow has put forward a, a plan in order for Beanstalk to do so over time. And so fertilizer is an addition, uh, it's an additional asset to the beanstalk ecosystem through, through, through the purchase of fertilizer, beanstalk recapitalizes assets that were stolen uh, or value that was destroyed in the exploit. So if you look on the barn, you can see the available fertilizer. Each fertilizer can be purchased for one USDC. And so there's still about 64 million and change fertilizer available that Beanstalk is willing to sell. Now the, fertili the fertilizer will receive a third of all bean mints until all of the fertilizer has been paid back. Uh, so the, the stock and the pods used to get half of the mints. Now they get a third, a third, and a third because the, the fertilizer is a new asset that receives a portion of the yield. Now the humidity on the fertilizer is the interest rate for fertilizer purchases. So the, the humidity is currently 250% and it's going to go down by half a percent each season upon starting, starting at the top of the hour and go down half a percent until it hits 20%, at which point it will stay at 20% until all of the remaining fertilizer is sold. All right. I wanted to discuss a few um, maybe historical uh, data or, or metrics uh, of Beanstalk, but why don't we stop for a quick Beanstalk break and then and then do that after. Beanstalk, you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Let's Let me just that. turn off my uh, air conditioning here. <laughs> I sweat for you guys, you know.
All right, can you hear me okay? Loud and clear. All right, here we go. So this is a, you know, this is kind of a poignant song, I think, because this is this is what started us off down this path of the barn race, uh, first one that came out post exploit, and boy, now we're here. So uh, I I'm gonna enjoy this. Well, the farm was working wonders, bees' future looking bright, with so many happy farmers getting richer overnight. Yeah, we were burning up the pod lines, we were minting to the nines, we were hooting and a-hollering and feeling mighty fine. When that exploit knocked us on our backs and they thought that we'd stay down, but the hat's back on the head and seeds already in the ground. Well, we've fallen on some hard times, I ain't saying it ain't so. We've had ups and downs and then just ups up to several days ago. And that bean printer is quiet and I think that that's a sin. We gotta pick ourselves up and dust ourselves off and plug it right back in. Well, the silo's looking empty cause of some slimy hacker cuss. But the beans are only beans, the real riches lay in us. Cause it's the farm that makes the beans grow, and I think we all agree. We did it once in just eight months, we can do it again in three. So come down to the barn maze, we're working to the night. And when it's up, we'll raise a cup, and then it's back on with the fight. Cause our work is never over, till our stocks all reach the moon. Come on down to the barn maze, and we'll all be laughing soon. Pretty sure uh, it did. Feels good. That's Publius. I pinned um, a, a tweet uh, that I uh, I tweeted earlier uh, with four key metrics uh, that I wanted to briefly, you know, discuss discuss with you. Um, and starting off with the price or the price stability uh, of of being stuck. So we can see uh, from from its start uh, uh, where you had some volatility, and then you can see that it, it started uh, stabilizing. Can you maybe take us through the history of of being? Uh, what is this volatility that it's uh, you know it experienced, and and how did it achieve uh, more stability with time? Sure. So a picture is worth a thousand words. I'll try to keep it at less than a thousand words, but uh, could talk for an hour about this peg stability chart. So the the price chart looks pretty stable or relatively stable uh, given the low amount of liquidity in the pool uh, in August and September until you see this massive spike to $4 and then a collapse to 24 cents. Uh, that was, in hindsight, it's like crazy, uh, but Beanstalk went viral on crypto Twitter for the first time and about... 10 or $20 million of value came into the protocol over a, a couple of days. It was like a huge rush of capital. The market cap of Beanstalk went from uh, $2 million to $40 million in a couple of hours. Uh, the bean supply jumped to like 25 million beans. And one of the members of the Discord at the time put it best. And I've spent hours looking for this comment and I can't find it. Uh, but they put, put it something like, uh, when all of the apes realized they couldn't exploit the protocol, they all left. 
And what they were referring to is it, the name of the game early on in all of the previous uh, attempts at uh, non-collateralized stable coins, ESD, DSD, basis cash, the name of the game was to just get in as early as possible and then get out. And so everyone got in as early as possible during this, this pump on Twitter uh, without really understanding anything and then quickly got out. Now you can see a little bit of a dump back to a dollar and then a pump back up to a dollar seventy in that period of time. That was the season of plenty working to try to keep the price back down. And eventually there was a second series of season of plenties. And then finally all of the apes flushed out basically entirely and dumped all of their holdings and drove the price to 24 cents. Uh, it took, I don't think I'm going to do less than a thousand words, guys. I, I lied on that one. Uh, it took uh, about a month for more than a month for Beanstalk to repeg the bean price in earnest. Uh, it made a couple attempts uh, at a dollar, but as you can see, the price uh, quickly, uh, there was some sell pressure that quickly drove the price back down. And so finally, mid-October, the bean price finally started to return back close to peg and early November really did repeg. In mid-November, there was, the first mini growth cycle since uh, the, the pump and dump, which was very exciting, but, and I'm sure we'll get to the pod rate chart at some point uh, in this discussion, the, the amount of soil that was available, the amount of debt or beans Beanstalk was willing to borrow, and therefore the amount of pods Beanstalk was willing to issue, the amount of debt it was willing to issue, that parameter, those parameters were not uh, properly set. And the result was that even though Beanstalk was growing and the bean supply was growing. Uh, it was also issuing way too much debt. And the debt level of the protocol continued to increase even during this growth cycle. Uh, given that Beanstalk optimizes around price and debt level, uh, that wasn't particularly good for Beanstalk. And that led to a, a, a sell-off down to, I think it was around 80 cents. Uh, then it took Beanstalk another month to two months to try to repeg the bean price, which happened again in February. There was a little bit of a sell-off down to 90 cents in the meantime when the ETH price uh, collapsed. And then there was a decent amount of peg stability through mid-March. Uh, and that included even when the, the, bean, the, the whole system started to grow pretty significantly because of the amount of liquidity in the system. So maybe the only other detail on this price chart that I skipped over is that if you look in December... Uh, in the in the middle of December, you can see a spike in the price at one point. Uh, that was the introduction of convert, uh, which at this point is a major part of the Beanstalk peg maintenance mechanism. And so you can see that immediately after the introduction of convert, there was a decrease in, in volatility to some extent. Uh, how, how's that, Mod? Pretty clear to me. And of course, uh, to all of our listeners, if anyone you know has a question or wants to join the conversation, raise your hand, uh, 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 put it on writing. We're happy to, or, or even DM me directly, and, and we will take all of these uh, questions or, or just join us. All right, uh, Publius, I'm, as, as you said, I'm going to then add the uh, other chart, which is the pod rate, uh, and you know, for your for your comments. maybe tell us what is the pod rate uh, and then, you know, historically what happened there as well. So the pod rate has traditionally been the Beanstalk debt level. Now there's a new debt asset fertilizer. So the pod rate going forward won't be exactly the 
indicator for the Beanstalk debt level. But nonetheless, it remains the thing that Beanstalk is optimizing around in addition to the price. And so the pod rate is a, a main indicator of the health of Beanstalk. And the goal is for it to have a, a relatively low pod rate. The optimal pod rate defined by Beanstalk is 25%. So what you can see in this chart is that the pod rate from inception basically just went straight up. And it went all the way up to, I think it was just under 1600% at its peak, meaning that for every bean that existed, Beanstalk had 16 pods worth of outstanding debt. And in Mar March, actually, I think it was in February, because this chart has a spike in March. I think that was uh, from the issuance of debt related to a, a one-time thing, but I'm not recalling exactly what it was. At some point in late, late February or early March, Beanstalk started to deleverage. And I guess maybe the only detail skipping ahead here is that in January, uh, you can see that the pod rate, which was increasing pretty quickly, started to stabilize to some extent. And if we recall that the price was actually below peg in January and February, the fact that the pod rate started to stabilize to some extent, despite the, the price being below a dollar, that was an indication that the, the bips that were made in early January uh, to, to affect the amount of soil that was being issued that those BIPs were successful in, in contributing to stronger peg maintenance. And the result was that the pod rate stabilized and then finally started to decrease. And given that Beanstalk is a credit-based system, uh, the fact that it started to deleverage and pay back its debt and become more credit-worthy, that was a major proof of concept. And the result was that prior to the attack, Beanstalk went through a major growth cycle and under the new parameters that were implemented at the beginning of 2022, uh, Beanstalk started to deleverage in a major way. So that's what this chart shows. And it was coupled with a major increase in liquidity, which I think is probably where we'll, where we'll head to next, uh, is my guess. Yes, I'm going to bring that up. Um, but I, want, I wanted to touch on that. I, I found it interesting, or I find it interesting that at one point, um, the increase in, in pod rate was during a growth cycle. Uh, so even though Beanstalk did not need to issue that credit, uh, you know, participants were willingly uh, um, happy or wanting to, to lend to, to Beanstalk. Exactly. And that was actually the main problem that we talked about with regards to the price chart uh, that was evident during the November growth cycle, where Beanstalk was growing. Uh, you can see a small decrease in the pod rate started, but then it actually continued to increase again. So the system left that uh, period of growth in a worse in a worse position than it started with. All right, I have the liquidity chart up, uh, and we've, we've discussed uh, liquidity a bit earlier where we said that that is where the bean price discovery happens. Why is an increase in liquidity uh, important, and, and, and how is Beanstalk able to attract uh, liquidity in general? So liquidity is very important because if there's no liquidity, the beans don't have value. Uh, the exploit in practice stole all of the liquidity that beans traded against. So all of the Ethereum, all of the three curve, all of the LUSD. And the result was that there was no liquidity, so the beans were valueless. Uh, now, in addition to just giving the beans their value, the amount of liquidity also determines the, the effect on the price for selling or buying beans. So the deeper the liquidity, the larger the liquidity pool, the more volume 
Beanstalk can handle uh, for a given uh, change in the price. So if there's more liquidity for the price to move one cent, you're going to need a lot more uh, buying or selling pressure uh, than, than you would if the liquidity were lower. And so Beanstalk having more liquidity results in a more stable price in practice. Now, to answer your question about how does Beanstalk attract liquidity, so anybody can deposit beans in the silo or people can deposit whitelisted LP tokens that have exposure to beans in the silo. And Beanstalk typically offers a premium of some sort for depositing LP tokens over beans. So if, if, the, if someone is trying to collect bean seniorage through holding bean exposure, they can receive an additional uh, premium on that bean seniorage for holding bean exposure in the form of liquidity pool tokens. And that benefits Beanstalk and uh, therefore Beanstalk is willing to pay a, a premium for that. All right. And, and lastly, I'll pull up the liquidity ratio, which is the amount of liquidity versus, um, you know, the overall bean supply or the bean, bean supply. Um, let me see if I can pull it up. I think it's there. So w- what does this chart mean, uh, uh, Publius, and, and, and how, how did it change? So this is, in addition to the pod rate, perhaps the most telling chart about Beanstalk. Given that there is no collateral, given that there's nothing backing the beans, the amount of liquidity trading against beans in a pool is, is really the main question of how, how much sell pressure can the system support at any given time? How wide are the gates? Assuming that there's a run and lots of people want to sell their beans all at once, how wide are the gates for everybody? At the end of the day, the liquidity to supply ratio is exactly a measure of how wide the gates are. So for every bean that exists, how much liquidity was there trading against beans? How much value was there trading against beans? And what we see is that as the, and this was the, at least in our opinion, this was the result of the combination between the introduction of convert in December and the new soil parameters in in January that led to a deleveraging and then a major increase in liquidity, what you can see is that as the bean supply increased, uh, as that pod rate started to come down, right? Beanstalk was increasing the supply, paying off lots of debt. That was actually coupled with an increase in the liquidity to bean supply ratio. So what this chart tells us is that Beanstalk was attracting more liquidity at a, at a rate faster than the bean supply was growing. And so the, the bean supply was, was growing quite fast, like a million beans uh, an hour at one point. Uh, but nonetheless, Beanstalk was attracting more liquidity than beans were being minted. And so the system was becoming more liquid. The gates uh, through which people could sell their beans were becoming wider, faster than the amount of beans that could run through the gates were were being minted. So the liquidity to supply ratio is a major indicator of the health of the system and an answer to the question of how, what kind of value could you get for selling beans at size or at scale? Okay. And, and, and two things here, uh, where we spoke about the pod rate on, on, the, on the amount of soil that Beanstalk issues, and then, you know, its ability to also convert where you, you, they were able, uh, participants were able to convert, you know, their beans into, into uh, liquidity. Both of them uh, were introduced uh, through BIPs. 
uh, or beanstalk uh, improvement proposals. What 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 you know uh, are we looking at uh, into into the future uh, of beanstalk now? So we, we there are talks about a beanstalk dex. Uh, uh, we have you know one of uh, bean sprouts uh, um, um, uh, early uh, um, um, uh, let's say uh, protocols or startups, which is root uh, protocol that has recently had a successful uh, nine million uh, seed round. Uh, that's going to be better. Yeah, hey guys, sorry. Seems we. We lost our host, so I switched. Uh... Let's see if we can get everyone on. Hi again, Publius. Did you get sick of me? <laughs> not, not me. I think we our host might have lost uh, connection, so I um, I logged in from this. Uh... So we we were talking about uh, or what I, what, I, what my question was uh, the future of Beanstalk, and I wanted to touch on two things, uh, which is the Beanstalk Dex and then Root Protocol, and and what what can that mean uh, to Beanstalk. So, if we go back to what we were talking about before, which is the Beanstalk has demonstrated a pretty decent ability to attract liquidity right now, all of the DEXs or AMM protocols charge a transaction fee. And there's no reason for Beanstalk to effectively pay that tax to curve holders, for example, so, or to Uniswap token holders. Uh, And the, the fees on, Uniswap V2 at 30 bips, or even the fees on Curve at uh, a couple bips, at the end of the day, hurt Beanstalk's ability to tightly maintain the peg and its attacks on farmers. So there's no reason why, given that Beanstalk is the one attracting the liquidity and Beanstalk is the one paying to attract the liquidity, that everyone should also have to pay the tax to these other protocols. So over time, it makes a lot of sense for Beanstalk to have its own DEX, uh, its own AMMs, and for all of them to be entirely feeless. So the pod marketplace, I think you can probably think of as a V0 of what that should, should ultimately turn into. The main reason it's a V0 is because right now you can't use deposited assets in the pod marketplace because deposited assets are frozen until the end of the season. So one of the main things that can be done in order to exacerbate the development of cool derivatives and stuff on top of Beanstalk is to have the withdrawal freeze removed entirely. And in order to make sure that the incentives are, are properly aligned instead of paying people at the top of each season, Perhaps the payment is delayed a season or something like that, uh, something very simple. Perhaps your, your payment uh, for being in the silo gets paid out over the course of the season, uh, over time. There's lots of different things that can be done there to remove the withdrawal freeze. But the concept is once you have assets that are in the silo, uh, earning, earning seniorage, earning competitive yield, and can be withdrawn at any time, so you have true liquidity there, uh, it, makes, it makes building on top of beans 
uh, and on top of the silo a lot easier. So, Maude, we've spoken about in class some of your ideas as well, in addition to Root, about different derivatives markets that can be built on top of beans. And the hope is for all of that over the next year to two years to get built on top of the, the beanstalk market, uh, which will consist of AMMs, uh, other types of DEXs. And uh, as you mentioned, Root just announced a $9 million uh, round of financing to build build their own markets on top of the silo. Uh, they're also going to build a fertilizer market. All of this stuff is very exciting to us. And when you think about Beanstalk being a primitive in DeFi, the goal is for lots of other primitives to be built on top of or in tandem with Beanstalk and take advantage of the composability of the Ethereum network. Uh, the fact that Root was able to raise funds with the thesis that building on top of Beanstalk is their alpha, or that's the edge, uh, it's very exciting. It's a proof of concept in our mind that uh, there, is a, there, there is a larger interest in building an ecosystem on top of Beanstalk, which has always been uh, one of our goals is obviously to see a larger ecosystem form here. So lots of exciting stuff. And all of this conversation is only related to the market, which is only w one part of Beanstalk. I'm I'm pretty excited uh, for the future of Beanstalk and what it, uh, what it holds. I see we have a um, special guest here. Is he still here? Yeah, I see. I see Beanbull in his first appearance. Beanbull, if you if you want to request uh, to speak, we can we can invite you up. Otherwise, Beanthoven, why why don't you you know close close this with with one of your last songs? Sure. Yeah. Um, do y'all want to hear something you've heard before or something you haven't heard before? I'll, I'll, I'll have to choose something I haven't heard before. Okay, okay. Well, let's see how this goes. This song, like Beanstalk, is an experiment. Right. Uh, I see Beanball, Beanball is here, so he might, uh, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Take, take the stage, Beanball. I, I smell some trouble. Yeah. I'm here for it. I was having some trouble earlier. Well, maybe uh, maybe we can try and get that sorted out while while the song's going. Let's connect in. Yeah, I'm just gonna go for it. <clears throat> well, the devil god into crypto, biggest degen of them all. He liked to watch the prices rise, but he loved to make them fall. He was feeling all high and mighty. He was doing his devilish deeds. He was pulling rugs and spreading fud when he came upon a bean. Said the bean, so you're the devil, huh? That's been causing so much grief. I've half a mind to tan your hide, and I think I've got the means. The devil laughed, a demon laugh. You must be telling tales. How could a bean get the best of me when everyone else has failed? I'll tell you what, let's make a deal. You can take all I can give, and I'll leave this land forever, and that's just the way it is. The bean said, beans are sturdy folk, and you don't scare me none. So write up the deal and tell me where to sign, and let's get her done. It's time to scrub the blockchain cream. We really need a hero, and his name is Bean. For the holders and the crypto chads, 
gonna kick the devil right in the nest. The devil grinned and said, my bean, you don't know what you've done. I'll send a crypto winter, and with that, I think I've won. The bean just shrugged and said, if that's the best you've got, you've been outclassed. We ain't even growing slowly now, just a little bit less fast. The devil growled, I'm not done yet. I'll troll and fud and rage. I'll make the world so misinformed, they'll avoid you like the plague. A smile played across beanie lips. Guess you haven't met my friends. For Q&As with scared smooth brains, they're the best that's ever been. The devil looked a little scared, but he had one trick more. You may have beat me so far, but let's even up the score. I'll steal all your liquidity. I'll drink your milkshake dry. You've never met a degen more despicable than I. Better watch for the old flash loan. The devil is a hacker with a heart of stone. He's gonna steal your beans, he's gonna starve you out. So what do you think about that now? The bean took just a moment's pause and said, well, it's not ideal. There's nothing in the silo now and nothing in the field. But if you think I'm down and out, then boy, you don't know Jack. The farm is fine and look, beans are already growing back. The devil knew then that he was beat. He gave a piteous cry. Don't make me leave without fear and greed. I'll shrivel up and die. The bean just said, now a deal's a deal. You can yell until you're blue, but show your sorry face again, and I'll give the devil his due. I'll have to clap. Bean Coven. Wow. <laughs> Wow. Is this by another Anon uh, writer? Uh, no, not, not Anon. This one's me. This one's you. So all of the, uh, <laughs> all the shame can get dumped in one place. Yeah. Well, that, that, was, that, that was a good one. Enjoyed it. Being uh, uh, Tobin, I'm looking forward for the version that we can put up on YouTube and then add to the honky tonk. Yeah. Yeah. Working on it right now. All right. Um, I think I think we we're reaching the end. Uh, Is Beanball up here, Mod? We've got ten minutes till sunrise. I think we've got to we've got to figure out what to do for ten minutes here. You're right. Victor is up here, and and I missed that. Victor, did you have a question, or you wanted to join the conversation? Yes, uh, I just wanted to to um, to ask a question with Plubius. Uh, I says uh, after the sunrise. Uh, you know, uh, guys, I've, as I was looking at Discord, and everybody's got a steep learning curve on the new, uh, how the new bean works and what have you. And uh, I just wanted to know, with regards to ongoing, uh, you know, momentum in terms of learning, keeping the the marketing and the, the knowledge with, uh, you know, spreading the word on Beanstalk, what, what is the way forward? <laughs> This is the thing that I think is both a, a collective challenge and has always been and one of the core strengths for Beanstalk in its first year in existence, which is that it has a really strong core set of community members that are constantly educating and informing and trying to basically make sure that everyone has all of the relevant information available to them in order to 
interact with the system. Now, Beanstalk is incredibly complicated and is not, it's not simple. Uh, it's as simple as possible, but nonetheless is quite complex. And the result is that making sure that you understand everything or uh, are up to speed on everything can, can be uh, difficult, time consuming, requires some brain power and effort. And I think all of that, that's healthy for a successful beanstalk, right? We need, collectively, we need people that are understanding what's going on. And we need a deep understanding of how the system works collectively. And it needs to be well understood by, by most of the, most or everyone uh, that, that is using the system. So how, how is that going to happen? Uh, it's, it's been a difficult, uh, it's difficult to articulate exactly how it's happened so far, other than as much clear, concise uh, communication as possible and frequent communication. So there, there's always going to be class or not always, but for the foreseeable future, there's still going to be class. Uh, there's still down meetings. Everyone can come to both and ask any and all questions. Uh, there's some pretty good uh, channels in the Discord, the questions channel uh, that, that people can come, the economics channel that people can come and ask any and all questions that they have. So the hope is to have a, to continue to have a community and an ecosystem that really welcomes uh, and encourages and facilitates high quality discourse that leads to high quality, deep understanding of the protocol and what's going on. So no, no clear cut answer on how to make that happen, but something that we can all uh, collectively work on uh, because it's not so simple. And a lot of this stuff is new and not just new to Beanstalk, but new in general. So in, in order to make sure that people understand stuff that is novel, uh, it, it requires uh, some time and some care and some love from the people that are uh, explaining things. And hopefully that process will continue. Yeah. I can add a few things uh, as well. Uh, so the new the new website has a lot of tooltips that tries to direct and explain, uh, you know, to the user uh, what is happening. Uh, there is there is a newly launched uh, getbook uh, or docs, which is the farmers uh, almanac, and also that summarizes, uh, you know, or tries to simplify the white paper and 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 what what is the beanstalk ecosystem is. We have a weekly or we hold a weekly class that anyone is welcome to come in and ask, you know, uh, any and all questions uh, as Publius highlighted. And then lastly, we'll also be hopefully working on some educational uh, videos or content that also tries to explain and simplify the Beanstalk uh, ecosystem. Beanball, what do you think about what's happening? I haven't, haven't heard from you. Pretty busy. Uh, sounds pretty busy where you are. 
Um, okay, Publius, I wanted to ask you a question uh, that's that's been up in the economics channel, and that might be a bit of a you know hypothetical question or a philosophical one, but but we can maybe take this one here, and that has to do with what happens if the Ethereum blockchain you know um, forks uh, and and Beanstalk is on it. What what happens to Beanstalk then? So, the the specific circumstances, assuming there is a fork is largely a function of the assets that beans are trading against at the time of the fork. So there's really two, I think, unique extremes to consider. Uh, One is that beans are trading exclusively against uh, assets like USDC and USDT uh, that are assets with collateral off-chain and therefore, there can only be one representation of, of that asset at any given time. So one of the chains will have those assets, and on the other chain, it will be a zero. And the other scenario is where beans are trading exclusively against Ethereum, the main network native asset that is going to get uh, recreated uh, or duplicated to some extent. So in the former case, which is... Uh, the, the scenario that we're very likely going to encounter when when the merge happens, uh, the result is that Beanstalk uh, and the value that, that, that it trades against is at the discretion of uh, the centralized operators of those, those collateralized assets. So whichever chain USDC and USDT honor, that will be the chain that Beanstalk retains value on uh now in the case where whichever if we just play that scenario through the other chain the usdc and usdt uh and most of the die since it's mostly backed by usdc in the three curve uh that will all instantly be almost worthless and so the result is that the other the chain on the beanstalk on the chain that has no value trading against it it will be in a similar state, not exactly the same state, because the state of Beanstalk won't have been corrupted, but the, the, the value of beans will be in a similar state to immediately after the exploit, where there's no value trading against them, and therefore the beans are basically worthless. Now, the other scenario is where beans are trading exclusively against ETH, and obviously you can have some combination of the two, which complicates things, but it's, it's easier to think at the extremes uh, which is so in the case where now you have beans trading against ETH and beans trading against ETH, ETH W or wh- whatever you want to call it, the proof of work ETH or the fork version uh, the, or any fork, uh, the concept is the value trading against the beans on both chains are now going to be pretty volatile. So whether both ass- both chains, the, the, co- the main asset, the native asset of those chains retain enough value for Beanstalk to survive on both chains, uh, that remains unclear. Whether people will be inclined to lend to Beanstalk on both chains remains unclear. But from a state perspective, there's no reason why Beanstalk couldn't continue to function on both chains Uh, with the exception of that it's very likely that on one or both of the chains, the value that was trading against the beans will be significantly less after the fork, right? It's unlikely that both of the forks have 
an ETH price in dollars that is higher than before the fork. So one of them might, uh, none of them might, but it's very unlikely that both would. So at least on one of the chains, one of the bean stock is gonna gonna have to go through uh, either a major convert cycle uh, or a, a major debt cycle or a combination of both. Understood. Uh, Victor, I see your hand raised. Did, did you have a follow-up question? Yes, I, I, I did, um, uh, Plubius. Um, with regards, you know, you know, we know that currently in the crypto space, uh, the legal regulatory framework is at the moment uh, targeting the stable coins and and uh, and the Security Exchange Commission in America is looking at imposing some regulations and what have you. And currently, as you're probably aware, uh, Coinbase has been, uh, uh, you know, uh, under investigation with the Security Exchange regarding certain securities and what have you. What has, or has there been a committee or anything been formed in with regards to beans? Uh, uh, formulating a strategy if there is a, re- a target, if we if being stocks be- becomes a target in terms of of being a stable coin and being wanted to be regulated. So, in short, Beanstalk is a permissionless piece of software that does not have uh, does not have the ability to to be within a, a certain framework, uh, a regulatory framework. It is just a piece of software. And so in short, I, I think it would be quite frivolous for there to ever be a, a committee of that sort because there's nothing to ever be done. So Beanstalk is just a piece of software that exists. It's designed to be totally permissionlessness, uh, permissionless, excuse me, uh, to that point, uh, anybody can call the sunrise uh, it seems like uh, someone did just call the sunrise uh, in a totally permissionless fashion. And from our perspective, the number one priority is to keep Beanstalk operating in a totally permissionless fashion. And uh, there's not a lot, uh, you know, there's not a lot of regulation uh, that that is uh, highly correlated to permissionlessness. So the goal is to keep Beanstalk uh, as permissionless as possible. And as Publius uh, just mentioned, the sun has uh, risen again, rose again in, in the farm. Uh, the sunrise function has just been called or called a few minutes ago. Uh, so we can if officially say we're, we're back in business. Amazing. Amazing. This is an exciting, exciting time for everybody. All right. I think we can uh, wrap up the uh, spaces here unless anyone um, has any question. Uh, Publius, do you have any closing uh, thoughts uh, uh, before uh, before we wrap up? I think uh, I think we would just like to say thank you to everybody for 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 sticking around and for not just sticking around for kicking ass over the past almost four months. This has been a, I think a, a, a trying, uh, a trying period for, for many of the people involved uh, in Beanstalk in any capacity, whether you're a contributor, a stockholder, a potholder. Uh, this has been a, 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 
a crazy roller coaster that I don't think any of us would have opted opted for in advance. Uh, but if the economic model of Beanstalk is is good enough uh, to change the whole world, which is what what we're all what we're all hoping for, uh, then it this is going to be a, a blip on the radar. And at the end of the day, the goal is for Beanstalk to be viewed as credit worthy as possible by the market. And there's nothing. I don't think that you can buy opportunities like this uh, to prove credit worthiness. So uh, we continue to be glass half full uh, on this and view this as an opportunity for Beanstalk to strut its stuff. So excited to, to find out what Beanstalk is made of, uh, collectively. And this is just a very, uh, this has been a very, a very incredible process to be a part of. So thank you guys all for, for sticking around and let's get farming. Exciting and fun times um, ahead of us. Beethoven, do you want to end the spaces with one last song? Sure, let's do one more. Um, let's see. Yeah, super excited, guys. This has been great Twitter space. This is the best day I've had in a long, long time. So uh, let's let's uh, let's end with a song about the the asset that made it all possible. The season's been a mean one. There's famine in the land. You're staring down a suited straight with deuces in your hand. Only one thing left is growing better. Give it love and care. So come and grab some fertilizer and just breathe that fragrant air. God made fur and fur don't hurt. Got beans all sleeping out in the dirt. They're gonna wake up to that lovely sound when I spread my fur over the ground. I furted once on payday when the boss done made me mad. I furted on my birthday with the beans I got from dad. I furted out of panic when I read those news reports. Even bet against the stock market so I could furt my shorts. God made furt and furt don't hurt. Got beans all sleeping out in the dirt. They're gonna wake up to that lovely sound when I spread my furt over the ground. And the more I furt, the more beans I girt. Now they're staining up my favorite shirt. But all the ladies love a furtin' man, so I'm furtin' as hard as I can. With that fur fur fertilizer, with that fur fur fertilizer, with that fur fur fertilizer, with that fur 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 fertilizer, 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 fertilizer. Thank, thank you, Ian and thank you, everyone, for joining. Uh, we hold two weekly classes uh, or two two um, um, sessions every week uh, on Tuesdays as class and on Thursdays as a DAO meeting uh, where the contributors you know share share their work uh, or contributions to to be in stock. Uh, we hope to see you uh, uh, to join us. Uh, you're welcome at any time. And once again, thank you, thank you for joining uh, today. <laughs>